uh, remix. As I said from the beginning, from the first time I saw your account, I said you're doing something that nobody else is doing in medicine, and by the heavens, you must continue. Because you are showing the young generation what is possible. You must continue. Thank you for listening and listening to Medicine Remix. What's really good, Remixed Hood? It's your boy, Reesh. It's your podcast, Medicine Remix. And it's Nurses Week. On behalf of the Medicine Remix crew, I wanted to show love and gratitude to all of the great nurses out there. We truly appreciate what the best of you do for people every day. You know, I've had the pleasure of learning from many great nurses over the years, from being an awkward medical student, scrubbing in the operating room for the first time, and the patient OR nurses that took me through it with empathy. Give me that, Bambi. That's not a toy. To the nurses that offered guidance and suggestions when they saw me terrified about actually making life and death decisions for my real life patients during my first calls as an intern to watching my grandmother being cared for in her final days by nurses who cried with us when she passed. These people are in the trenches and are the ones actually delivering medicine and patient care, literally. Modern medicine has converted many physicians' jobs to clicking through order sets on electronic medical records and data entry, while it's really the nurses that are actually caring for people on a direct, personal level. Uh Healthcare is a very hierarchical structure, as we've mentioned several times on Medicine Remixed, and nurses are often seen as being at the bottom of that totem pole, whereas in reality, they're really the foundation, which is a subtle but huge difference. Don't blame them for being frustrated at working here because a lot of the times I feel the same way. All nurses want is to be treated with the same respect that you doctors get treated with every single day. They get figuratively and sometimes literally shit on. Say, that guy's eyes are shitting. Nurse, get in here! Put a diaper on that guy's face! Even though they're the ones that care for patients going through some of the most vulnerable moments of their lives. Of course, there are bad nurses out there, just like in any other profession. But I have to say, I've seen way more good nurses than bad nurses in my career so far. And the one thing that remains consistently true, no matter what hospital I've been in, is that they're not acknowledged enough for what they go through to take care of the people we love. How about I'll be the doctor and you just, you be the nurse. Yes, doctor. In the 2016 Miss America pageant, Miss Colorado Kelly Johnson did a monologue for the talent portion of the competition where she wore a nurse's uniform and stethoscope while speaking about being a nurse. Every nurse has a patient that reminds them why they became a nurse in the first place. Mine was Joe. Joe was in the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. He had moments with and moments without his memory. But the hardest part about the aging condition for Joe were his night terrors. He would wake up in the middle of the night screaming absolute bloody murder. But if I just went in there and held his hand for a few moments, I could usually get him to calm down. But then he wanted to talk. He would ask me if I could change his treatments and I'd say, no Joe, I can't, I'm just a nurse. Well, what about my medications? Can you fix those? And I'd say, no Joe, I can't, I'm just a nurse. Although you say it all the time, you are not just a nurse. You are my nurse. And you have changed my life because you've cared about me. And that's when it hit me. Patients are people with family and friends, and I don't want to be a nurse that ever pretends, because you're not a room number and a diagnosis when you're in the hospital. You're a person, very first. And Joe reminded me that day that I'm a lifesaver. I'm never going to be just a nurse. 
The next day, co-hosts of The View, Joy Behar and Michelle Collins, made fun of her. And she came out in a nurse's uniform and basically read her emails out loud. And shockingly did not win. I was like, that's not a real... Seriously? I swear to God. Why does she have a doctor's stethoscope around? Was it about that? And it created a social media immune response, especially by nurses in the hashtag Nurses Unite movement. And it created such a backlash that it caused The View to lose two big advertisers, including Johnson & Johnson, and they got peppered with a lot of bad press. Just recently, Jimmy Kimmel gave just one great example of why nurses carry stethoscopes and how important it is that they actually know how to use it. I have a story to tell about something that happened to our family last week. I'm sorry, I, you know, I, I, I try not to get emotional, but it was a scary story. And before I go into it, I want you to know it has a happy ending, okay? So when I'm telling this, don't get too upset, leave that to me. But a little over a week ago on Friday, April 21st, uh, my wife, Molly, gave birth to a boy, a uh, baby boy, his name is William John Kimmel. We call him Billy, it was an easy delivery, six pushes, he was out, and he appeared to be a normal, healthy baby until about three hours after he was born. We were out of the delivery room, we moved to the recovery room, our whole family was there, and we introduced him to his two-and-a-half-year-old sister. She was cute with him. We were happy, everything was good. My wife was in bed relaxing. When a very attentive nurse at Cedars-Sinai Hospital, her name is Nanoush, was checking him out and heard a murmur in his heart, which is common with newborn babies, but she also noticed he was a bit purple, which is not common. So she asked me to come with her and my wife and I assumed it would be nothing. Our daughter had a heart murmur too and we didn't notice that he wasn't the color he was supposed to be. So I accompanied Billy and the nurse, went down the hall to another part of the hospital, the neonatal ICU, where another excellent nurse named Ann checked him out and called the doctor in. And now all of a sudden it felt serious. And the room started to fill up, more doctors and nurses and equipment started coming in. And they determined he wasn't getting enough oxygen into his blood, which as far as I understood at the time was most likely one of two things, either his heart or his lungs. And you hope it's the lungs because sometimes they have fluid in them after delivery and it's potentially a minor thing. But they did an x-ray and his lungs were fine, which meant his heart wasn't. So now more doctors and nurses and equipment come in, and it's it's a terrifying thing. I'm, uh, you know, my wife is back in the uh, recovery room. She has no idea what's going on. And I'm standing in the middle of a lot of very worried looking people, kind of like right now, um, <laughs> who are trying to figure out what the problem is. And it's Friday night, and so they call a pediatric cardiologist, uh, Dr. Evan Zahn, who, when they called him, was picking his mother up from the airport. Luckily, her plane was not delayed because he got to the hospital very quickly. They did an echocardiogram, which is a sonogram of the heart, and found that Billy was born with a heart disease, something called Tetralogy of Fallot with pulmonary atresia. It's hard to explain, basically the pulmonary valve was completely blocked and he has a, a hole in the wall between the left and right sides of his heart. And then they brought my wife in and um, they wheeled her in and Dr. Zahn told her what was going on and what our options were. And we decided to take him to Children's Hospital where there's a world-renowned cardiac surgeon who is by all accounts a genius. His name is Dr. Vaughn Starnes. So we put the baby in an ambulance. Children's Hospital, Los Angeles, and on Monday morning, Dr. Starnes opened his chest and fixed one of the two defects of his heart. He went in there with a scalpel and did some kind of magic that I, I couldn't even begin to explain. He opened the valve and the operation was a success. It was the longest three hours of my life. 
First of all, I want to thank Nanoush uh, Shakurnia, the nurse who was the first to notice the problem. If it was a girl, we would have named her Nanoush. We really would have. And the other nurses at Cedars, Desiree, Lori, Ashley, Teresa, Susan, Alexis, the head nurse in intensive care, Ann DeMeo, who's great, Nurse Joan Bacall, who was at his side the whole time. There's over 3 million nurses in the United States that make up the front line of healthcare, providing 24-7, 365 care, and are with individuals right when they're born, throughout their life, as well as at the very end of their lives. So we just want to say happy Nurses Week on behalf of Medicine Remixed. We truly appreciate all the amazing women and men that choose to dedicate their lives to caring for our loved ones when they're sick. We love you. You're listening to the one and only Medicine Remixed. Thank you for calling the Medicine Remix hotline. Please leave. Message! At the sound of the beep. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Cue the nurse here. I am a male nurse. I absolutely love my job. That was a real dedication. I was just, I mean, I was floored with Mrs. Col- Miss Colorado, um, and Jimmy Kimmel's story. Being a nurse is not easy by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. But God damn it, I'm proud of being a nurse. Thank you for the shout out. I feel like if we had more doctors like you, more residents like you, I, I mean... Thank you. Just just thank you. I really, really did appreciate a shout-out for Nurses Week. Couldn't have asked for anything more. Medicine Remix fam, it's Rish again. So to stick with the tribute to nurses on today's episode, next up we're actually going to be replaying a classic conversation between Debunked and myself about a nurse named Alex Wubbles, who was forcibly arrested in Salt Lake City, Utah in summer 2017 when she refused to allow officers to obtain a blood sample from a crash victim without a warrant at the University of Utah Hospital burn unit. Police body cam footage showed disturbing footage of Detective Jeff Payne handcuffing Wubbles while she screamed for him to stop as he forced her out of the door and dragged her to a police car. Just minutes later, she was released without being charged, and she recently reached a settlement of about a half a million dollars for the whole ordeal. As many of you may remember, the footage of the officer handcuffing and dragging the nurse spread virally online and renewed the national debate over excessive use of force by law enforcement. So this conversation you're about to hear between Dee and myself is about this incident, and it leads to a discussion about how artificial intelligence might help both healthcare and the police brutality problem in America. It's one of the more interesting and powerful conversations I think we've had on the podcast, so we thought it would be worth replaying for both new listeners and old. And as always, let us know what you think, leave us a voicemail on Anchor, hit us up on Twitter, or send us a DM on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and without further ado-do, enjoy the episode. You see that whole thing about that 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 nurse that got arrested yeah. for not not drawing blood? Did you watch the yeah, whole video? I yeah. did. So yeah. so here's the fucked up thing. She was right. 
like I don't know what the media is saying about it. I don't I don't know like the like I said I haven't been keeping up with shit. I, I literally just watched the video. Just the yeah the I think it was a police cam. I think yeah it was it was a body cam. It was a body cam. Yeah. Um and she's she's fucking holding like the hospital policy and she's like bro like here are the fucking three criteria and uh, we don't have any of these. So unless you arrest that dude or you got a warrant or he consents, this is not happening, right? that you guys agree to with this hospital. The three things that allow us to do that are if you have an electronic warrant, patient consent, or patient under arrest. And neither of those things, the patient can't consent. He told me repeatedly that he doesn't have a warrant and the patient is not under arrest. So I'm just trying to do the, what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's all. So. Okay, so I take it without those in place, I'm not going to get blood. Is that, am, am I fair to surmise that? She's not, she's not being fucking egregious. She's not, no. like, the, the, the fucked up part is, is that, that that officer is a dickhead. Why are you blaming the messenger, sir? She's the one that has told me no. Yeah, but sir, you're making a huge mistake right now. Okay. Like, like you're making a huge mistake because you're threatening the and I, I don't know him. I don't know what his deal is. He might be a great father, a grandfather. I don't know who the fuck he is. But he's a dickhead, but not a bad guy. Like, I like I'm, I was watching it, and I, I only watched it twice because uh, the first time I was just, like, in my head playing, like, all right, what would I have done or how would I have done this differently? But you could see the frustration on that dude's face for that split second where he enters the screen where he's like, no, that's it. You're done. You're getting arrested. That <laughs> worked that dude was so mentally weak in the moment. Reactive, just, just completely yeah, reactive. He, he just broke down. And, and it was just a reminder to me that, I mean, I don't know. I, you do your best to vet people for a job, but you, like you can't, it's not for everybody, man. Being a yeah. police officer is not for everybody. Like it's, and not even that it's not for everybody. I think it's for almost nobody, but we have a bunch of them. We have a bunch of them, you know? And and you can't, if you're going to have this, like, elite RoboCop force, you're going to have, like, five officers in the United States because there's not a lot of people who could do it, you know? Yeah. And it was a weird sort of moment where, like, I felt like that dude's a real dickhead, but at the same time, that dude's probably stressed out of his fucking gore all the time, and now he's got to deal with this fucking lady who just won't draw blood on this guy who I don't know even know who the patient was. He might have been a real piece of shit. You know what kind of people come through the emergency room. He might have been a real piece of shit. And he's just like, yeah. who gives a fuck? We know this guy. We see him every two weeks. Fucking draw the blood and let me leave. I got, I got work to do. But, right. but then he says, like, he kept doubling down on his wrong decision. He says at one point, she's coming with me. And if anybody wants to get in my way, I guess he was pointing at somebody. He said, he'll be taking you. And it was like, whoa, this fucking guy, he, he knows it. You could hear, like, he knows he fucked up already. But he's, he doesn't want to show fear. Like, he doesn't want to acknowledge what you were talking about. That, that, like, he, what a fucking different video it would have been if he would have said, you, oh, you're coming with me, you're under arrest. And then like midway goes, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I overreacted. I got no reason to arrest you. Just want you to know, it's very frustrating. We know this man. We've done this a hundred times with him. You know, yes, he's under the influence. Okay, fine. If that's your policy. You know, we like, what a fucking, he would have gotten just as much media attention, I think, in my opinion. Maybe not because people like shitty things more than they like happy things. But yeah. or the, the the news does anyway. But like, what a fucking brilliant moment that would have been for people to like sort of mimic that behavior. 
Right. You know, and, and say like, this dude in his moment of fucking complete wrongness and flexing caught himself and was fucking man enough in front of a whole hospital crew to say like, God damn, I overreacted. I overreacted. Like that, I, that, that to me could have been just as powerful as this, as, as it instead was negative. I don't know if I'm making sense, but. No, man, I think that there's a few things that you said that I, I want to like rip off. But one point is information as far as things that, that you learn or whether it's a human being or a, a machine we are able to learn facts and recognize patterns and do things like that. And we're seeing now how machine learning is starting to very much change life as we know it, whether it's cars that drive themselves that are going to be putting a lot of people that drive for a living out of business. Those same things are being applied uh, in medicine to, you know, be able to diagnose something off of a, a plane film or a CT scan or an MRI or even like a pathology slide. A machine will be able to do that like way better than a human being. So actually maybe, you know, even radiologists and pathologists are going to be out of business. But like right. when it like kind of bringing it back to what you were saying about like the RoboCop thing, I think we've had this discussion like a few times as far as like, you know, how do you how do you teach somebody how to be like emotionally intelligent? How, how do you right. do that in any kind of a training program, whether it's training a doctor or training a police officer? I feel like we don't really have a good grasp of like how to do that in people so and at the end of the day it's people that are teaching machines and like this whole concept of like you know machine learning and artificial intelligence you know this robocop would be completely just kind of sticking to uh, an algorithm and in a way i don't know like maybe you know in that situation like an emotionless machine would have responded uh better than you know this human being that was capable of emotion I i don't know i don't know how it's going to play out as far as maybe emotion is a bad thing when it comes to things like policing because we're seeing obviously just an alarming rate of of police brutality and a lot of innocent people dying before like all of our eyes like you know clearly the conversation has has been had time and time again that something needs to change because like (laughs) when you think about on the flip if this was a doctor or a surgeon like you you know how many times like I've had to deal with patients there's one scenario that comes to mind where this guy older gentleman all of a sudden isn't able to walk and uh, basically after getting worked up they call us I'm on call and I see that there's essentially a big what looks like a hematoma like a collection of blood kind of impinging at a certain level of his uh, lumbar spine that he had like no motor function you know no sensation very poor rectal tone everything pointed to this guy needs to go to the operating room right now and I'll never forget it like the entire family was there very tight-knit family basically when I said that we need to rush this guy to the operating room like now or else you know he may never walk again I feel like you know that could go one of two ways it's either like this is really serious and yes do whatever you have to do or what went down in that room which was like a lot of resistance like especially from the patient's uh, wife who was like obviously like super scared and they wouldn't sign the consent they wouldn't sign the consent if like I like reacted in a way like I don't need your fucking permission you know you're you're coming with me you know this this is we have to take care of this I would have lost my license that would have been all over the place nobody would have you know and then we we wind up seeing time and time again police officers that completely you know behaved out of protocol there was no need for basically how how it went down to use like you know force like that he could have 
you know, yeah. gently escorted her, you know, ma'am, I'm just going to, you know, need you to, right. to, to come with me. We're just going to, we're going to have to just go down to, uh, to the police station. This is, and, you know, n- not cuff her or anything. Like, right. uh, like it just, it just seems so unnecessary for, for the situation. And she also, like, if you watch the video, like on the, she has like the administrator, with some administrator in the hospital on the phone. Like yeah, yeah. telling this guy verbally, like you know, this is my yeah. this is my hospital, or I'm you know the right. point person, and you're making a huge mistake. Do not threaten yeah. this nurse, and basically is just like just shots to this guy's ego is like it, it seems For like sure. kind of what what set sure. the whole thing off. But it's just crazy to me how I feel like doctors if they make a mistake that's negligent and you know they lose their license, you know that's completely fine. So I mean yeah. something has to has to be done. Just it, as far as you know how but that's the uh, problem that, yeah yeah that's the problem could that, that's the problem uh, here's the thing and I, and I I haven't I don't have some prefab uh, response to this so it might sound clunky but I, I it has to be that way like they can't they can't throw these cops in jail I mean obviously technically they could but they can't because if you do if you do I guarantee you People would fucking drop that job, so that, that fucking $40,000 a year job where every fucking minute you're working, if you're on the beat, you're probably worried about dying. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. There's, a, there's this one uh, uh, police cam video where it's a, it's an officer walking up on some dude and he's telling him repeatedly, sir, please stop. Sir, take, you know, take your hand out. Sir, take your hand out of your jacket. Please put your hands to the side. And the fucking dude just turns around and just starts capping this cop. I'm not playing with you. Take your hands out your pocket. Take your hands out your pocket. Take your hands out your pocket. She's going out. This man's up here. Like, he gave this guy so many opportunities. And I think the reason he did was maybe because he's a good guy, but I, I guarantee you somewhere in his psyche, he knows he's got a body cam on and that he doesn't want to use excessive force because he doesn't want to be the next guy on the news that does something right. to somebody. So he, he probably gives this guy too many chances. Like, because to be real honest, I, when I clicked on the video, I didn't know what happened. I, I, I didn't like read an article and then watch the video. I went straight to the video. And as it's happening, I'm literally saying to myself, you're giving this dude too many chances, dude. You're give, like, step away, like, just fucking tase him. I'ma tase you, I'ma I'm tase you. Take your hands out your pocket. Take your hands out your pocket! Like, in my mind, I'm like, this guy doesn't have a good fucking compass on him. Like, I'm already feeling like it's going to be bad for the cop, not bad for the for the dude. And he, he fucking shoots him, and it's, it's horrifying. You, the fucking cop runs back to the car, and he's, you know, in his car fucking bleeding, like, calling for backup. See, that's the scenario that you have to have pre-programmed in your head at every stop, dude. Every yeah. fucking stop. Like, I, if you had to approach every patient as the worst patient encounter you've ever had if you had to like out of necessity dude you'd be so on edge you'd be so on like i know i would like to the point where i was like physically like threatened in my fucking office like couldn't get to the door big dude in front of me saying he's gonna fucking kill me like if i had to approach every patient like that i'd be a completely different physician i'd i'd i wouldn't be i wouldn't be happy with who i was i'd be stressed i'd probably quit to be real honest i'd probably quit because it would be too much i wouldn't feel like i was doing a good job and i wouldn't feel like i was getting the rewards that i like so now fast forward where you have to ask that a human being who let's be honest they're not attracting fucking mit grads to the police force Mm -hmm. right so you know, they're attracting, like, you know, people who went to school, get a degree, and uh, 
join the workforce at a pretty low pay grade for a job that society claims is important. Right. So if you wouldn't take teachers and make them police officers and feel good about it, then we need to rethink what's happening because that's kind of what's happening. These are just, these aren't people who are bred their whole lives and, and put through all these stressful, tactical, how many fat cops do you, have you seen where you're like, dude, I could outrun this fucking guy or, and I'm like, this guy's an officer? Like, this is crazy. Like they should, this, this, there's not enough physical training. So if there isn't enough physical training, you know for sure there's no emotional training. And, yeah. and, and you know, if, if the precedent is set where these cops are gonna be reprimanded in that way, good fucking luck, dude. Good fucking luck. Because as dangerous as it is, I, I agree with you, it's fucking hard, man. I watch some of that shit with these cops. Dude, it breaks my fucking heart. But at the same time, I don't know this cop. If this cop's a piece of shit, and he's got a bunch of other write-ups, which a lot of times they do. It's a different animal. I think, you know, I probably feel a little more strongly about that dude should really pay a price. But a lot of times it's dude's first offenses and they're killing people. And it's like, all right, well, then can we agree then that this isn't a job for a person? Because most people can't handle that job, man. Most people yeah. cannot handle that job. And, and no, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think, I think you know, now after having uh, said what I said about the RoboCop, the whole thing with like emotion and like teaching emotion, I think maybe taking emotion out of the equation might be the answer, <laughs> you know? Like that we really just do yeah. need like a mechanical like algorithm. And at the end of the day, if the robot's getting shot at and it can't, you know, die or like we don't value like artificial intelligent life in the same way right. then right. it's you know it's a win or if you have like then of course like you know raises all of these science fiction fears of like you know Terminator yeah. 2 yeah. judgment there they're gonna you know turn on people because through programmed reasoning and value you know yeah yeah, yeah. There's a. Have you seen people fucking with the like these Tesla algorithms? Because you know, like it's self-driving. But if if it's about to hit somebody and there's crowds of people on both sides, like the the algorithm panics. Have you seen it? Yeah, you're talking you about know? like if the the car was like in a situation where yeah, yeah. like it was able to sense like you know run over the old lady or the baby. Right. That it knows yeah. to run over the old lady. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like. That shit, because now you're becoming this omnipotent programmer, right? Like if you if you get to decide, like yeah, of course you fucking run over the baby, like you're like no, what the fuck are you talking about? No way, you gotta run over the fucking crowds of people. You gotta leave the baby stroller safe. That shit becomes like it becomes its own thing. Where like now, if you do take emotion out of it, then you become what like insurance policies are, right? Like like what a limb is worth, what a life is worth, what a you know what an yeah. eye is worth, you know and yeah, you start to fa yeah, factor in like yeah. you know the person's like ability to, to to earn income and what their education level was and how much family they like that shit becomes so fucking terrifying to me. But yeah, and like you know, the likelihood that they're gonna make it out uh, in their yeah, of their yeah. medical condition, you know, like this intubated yeah. patient, you know, that we know because we're quantifying like more and more and more, and we have all of this data that when yeah. you crunch the numbers, like this person has like you know less than one percent chance of living yet like we still right. have so many of those scenarios happening right now in this country where it's just like well we can't we can't pull the plug just because the numbers tell us to but like right. if the robots were running shit the machines were running shit of course that shit would just Ooh, like self-destruct you know like yeah. yeah it would just you know it would just turn <laughs> off like 
yeah. you know it's like okay like this is this is inefficient because like can you right. imagine if, if the human body like each cell in our body had like emotion attached to it uh-huh. like it, it just it takes the efficiency out of it but that's what makes us human so right. it's like it's really becomes this very dicey space of like you know we're so obsessed with efficiency and quantifying ourselves and finding out how to you know be be more optimal and like you know blah 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 and then we get to a point where it's like well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you know like yeah. and we start to realize that yeah i mean that's exactly the moment where the robots take over <laughs> you know yeah so yeah, it's true it's uh i don't know it's a it's a it's a weird thing but you know i, I think part of it is allowing like the forum to, to talk about it you know i think that that's you can't you know, even my hesitation to like, you know, almost defend these cops, which of course somebody could take that if I ever run for office and be like, these guys are fucking pig, you know, defended cops and shooting people, which obviously would be out of context. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's important to allow like people the, the avenue to like to explore that, man. Because I, don't, I haven't heard anybody in like a sane voice come out on a fucking major news network and like stick up for the cops other than like it's a very stressful job you know like like that a lot of things are stressful that doesn't translate you know like being a doctor is stressful i'm not gonna run around and shoot somebody so you know it's not but it's not uh, it's almost where you you get sort of you're almost pre-required to to be outraged you can't take another stance on that because then you're not you're not being considerate of of the deceased or whatever but i think there's a deeper fucking there's something else there i don't know i'm not smart enough to figure that shit out but there's something else there where it's not as fucking clean as you want it to be it's just not and that i think that's the beauty of being human that it's not you know that's part of the the uniqueness that is us i guess you know for better for worse yeah mm-hmm. uh i don't know man yeah it's it's uh it's definitely like a very provocative uh polarizing kind of discussion but it's one that it's just like this, this is a real problem like this is to sure. the point where this is like you know calling it a public health issue isn't just like a, a hyperbole it's like this is like a significant amount of people are dying for no reason every year because of uh, something very real that you know yeah. in context you have one side people with a very dangerous job that in a sense they have to react based on their intuition and yeah. you know for somebody that's like inexperienced especially you know that I- intuition isn't like I-, I remember you know doing my first knee replacement and hip replacement and you know like five years later like your your intuition is way different than you know that right. first time where you're your hand shaking and you you know you don't know what's right. what and it's like you don't really know the anatomy like you're just like trying to orient yourself you have yeah. no idea what's going on but then after a while you're able to do that almost with your eyes closed so it's like how many of those right. situations have, have some of these people been in when you start to you know really dissect it and how are these body cams um, helping or hurting the situation I would think that they would be helping in a sense because like this has been going on like way before the implementation of those uh, body cams probably to a much greater extent because then nobody would you know really ever know about it could easily be like covered up and you know not really covered in the media but now because media has been democratized and everybody with a camera or a, a smartphone is essentially a journalist can go and uh, and document injustices everywhere then it it, start, it starts to it starts to change things but then again it's, it's hard to say like if uh, if that body cam thing didn't exist if that cop that you were bringing up that was trying to give this guy as many chances as possible. Take your hands out your pocket! 
Take your ass out your box! Because, you know, he didn't want to be the next guy to be uh, painted as like a horrible human being. Then, yeah, I mean, it, it, you don't know, but interesting, yeah. interesting, yeah. Hey Medicine Remix, Yvonne here, uh, still loving your show, uh, had to call in that the segment about uh, you know the nurse and the, the commentary on police brutality and, and all of that, I had goosebumps listening to that segment, uh, I haven't had goosebumps listening to a segment here on Anchor but you guys gave it to me, uh, the way you articulated your views back and forth was unlike anything else. Um, it was logical, it, it was reasonable, um, and you, you made uh, both of those jobs really show, uh, I guess, the stresses that they both face and the challenges, the dynamics that's involved. Um, you know, it sounds really uh, unfortunate and sad what happened to that nurse, but then you flipped it and you showed the challenges that the police officer faced. I think this open discussion back and forth uh, could really take, uh, take people forward. So you're doing really well. Oh, thank you. This is probably one of the hardest things to do, and that's ask for help. We need your help! On any front. Asking for help medically. I don't need therapy. Asking for help life-wise. Need help! Need help now! Asking for help supporting Medicine Remix. <laughs> I guess it's all uncomfortable. Uh, no easy way to do it until now. The folks over at Anchor have decided to unveil something that we think is pretty dope. Ladies and gentlemen, it's called listener support. And the way it works is you go to anchor.fm slash medicine remixed, and it'll take you to our page. There's a support button, click on it, follow what it says, and bam, you have now donated the vital blood to this organism that it needs to keep on pumping. Thanks for listening. Medicine Remix.